It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Ready? Play. Unmute myself, Mario. There, giving a, a wonderful little sign. There, he's going, and uh, it's because I put us both on mute. But that's just how it is. That's nothing compared to the outrage that people were suffering from yesterday, as they were hoping to watch the ceremony and get the draw at one minute past midday, and of course, it didn't arrive on time. But listen, if anybody has been to Italy and experienced the trains there, and by the way, they're not great in Germany either. We are familiar with being late. But at least this podcast was on time. And I'm really pleased to have with us today Mario, an Italian journalist. He's in amongst it. He's in the heart of Italy. And tell me, Mario, I think you're a little bit excited about this tournament. Yeah. Uh, hi, everyone. Um, I'm, I'm so excited because the ATP finals uh, are always a great event. Uh, the eight uh, best nine, ten best players uh, of the year. And so it's so difficult to to make predictions. Uh, uh, even the the format is different uh, than the other tournaments. Um, and so uh, it's good. Then I'm Italian, so in a big event uh, held, held in Italy. So I'm I'm happy, and uh, I'm looking forward to see to watch the matches from Sunday. Um, I know a bit what to expect, but uh, they are all great players, so they can surprise us. For I think uh, every every match is um, is difficult to to give a, a precise prediction. It is Mario, but we'll wait till maybe a bit nearer the end before we do that. Um, I, I, but I completely agree. When you've got the eight 
more or less the eight best players this year are um, on the men's side playing. It is really tough to predict. Um, also, of course, we are missing uh, Alcaraz this year, but we have still got some great ones. By the way, we've got a few legends in the chat as well. We've got Jane there saying hi. Thanks for doing this, John Silk. And hello to you, Mario. Ciao, Mario. By the way, in, in Italian, Mario, I, I think it's kind of funny that you have the same word for hello and the same word for goodbye. Like, ciao, it just... Uh, I mean, is, is he coming or is he coming or leaving? <laughs> yes, it, it's easier. <laughs> we were not sure if we were coming or going yesterday as well. With the I mentioned the draw, obviously being a little bit late. Um, uh, nice to have you on board as well, Ghosty. Morning from where you are because you're joining us from the US. Um, yeah. Uh, by the way, he's uh, he's already got a comment on the draw because I think some people are suggesting it's quite a kind draw to Rafa. Do you think it's a, do you think it's been a kind draw for Rafa? Do you agree? Well, I think uh, uh, the other group is a little bit tougher uh, on paper because we have to to wait to see. But uh, okay, um, the draw is like that, so. Mm, we can say we can say anything. We have to wait and we have to to watch the matches because uh, uh, they are still the eight top guys. So I think that uh, there are still obstacles for everyone. Mm, yeah, mm, giving the the history of this tournament, uh, probably the other group is tougher because we have seven titles compared to. Nadal zero, uh, yeah. so um, that's a good uh, point. Yeah, but it's it's still the fact that uh, uh, Novak this year was the seventh seed, so probably this uh, has uh, changed the um, the perspective uh, this year. Uh, but even even Medvedev uh, was uh, uh, in the third, um, in, was seed number four. Um, probably in this tournament, uh, he he's better than number four. And so, yeah, 2021, uh, 2022 has been a particular year. And so we have a particular draw. <laughs> and, it's, uh, <laughs> and it's fine for me. Um, we, have, we, we will see great matches till Sunday. Yeah, uh, yeah we will. We'll yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, I I do think that probably for for Nadal is uh, yeah a little bit lucky, but um and I think it's a really good point you make about that, Mary. Three of the four people in one group have won this title before, and they've got seven titles between them: Sitsipas, um, Djokovic, and Medvedev. And of course, there's none on the other side because Rafa's never won this particular tournament. Um, uh, Ghost is there saying he's pleased about my coffee. Yeah, but more importantly, I was trying to show off the. The mug, the the talking tennis mug, and the logo. We're we're really getting into this indoctrination uh, that we're at here at Talking Tennis. I hope you're loving it. Listen, Mario. Um, let's get to. We'll start with Rafa because actually he's been talking to the press today. In fact, they've all had their sort of media today. Um, uh, there's been some comments in his press conference. Uh, one of them was about, I think, the fact that he was suffering a little bit with his admin in New York. So that might explain why his performance th there wasn't at the top level. I also heard that he, in the third set recently in Paris, Bercy against Tommy Paul, that he was feeling sick, if you like. And he said he was very close to vomiting, which looked, which ex explained why he was so desperate to get off the court. Um, what are your thoughts on, on those two points? Okay, so <laughs> uh, it's um, it's a long story on socials. Uh, 
well, <laughs> I think that this this season we can divide this year in two parts for Rafa because he had yeah. uh, an absolutely extraordinary first uh, six months because even in Wimbledon, uh, yeah, he suffered that, but uh, he reached the semifinals, uh, and then probably another part in which uh, he he has played um, less matches uh, less victories because he lost some some early matches in Cincinnati in Paris uh, uh well um i think that uh, um i don't know it's uh, it's a hard point because uh, um i can understand that probably for some people uh uh, his injuries are a topic uh, uh, which we are um, talking a lot on social medias because of his age, uh, he's 36, and because, uh, um, yeah, he's he's also a bit unlucky uh, with uh, with his body lately. Uh, I know, I, I can understand. I can understand both sides. I can understand people who are a little bit... Uh, um, frustrated because I can understand that uh, we uh, we always ask him uh, about uh, his body, his injuries, uh, his uh, uh, his health and so probably um, some Nadal's fan and some Djokovic fans, some other players fans are a bit tired but uh, uh, I don't know for me the only the only hope is everyone is healthy enough to compete uh, at his highest level because i i want i just want to watch a great tournament with uh, all the players healthy i remember last year um there were too much injuries too many injuries for example berrettini's injuries uh, also tsitsipas um they both uh, pulled out uh, after the first match uh, I really hope that uh, he's uh, he uh, he'll be able to play all his matches, uh, three, four, five. We'll see. Um, and yeah, so my opinion is is that uh, I can understand both sides of this question. Mm. I, I mean, I think the thing is whether you know whether it's Dominic team and he's had a lot of injuries the last couple of years, or whether it's other players. I mean, Borna Chorich has spent time out of the game. I mean, Raf has been fairly on and off throughout his career. Uh, I, there's no reason to doubt that that these aren't legitimate. Um, and and I think it's it's crazy to do so. I also think it's crazy to some of the aspersions that are cast on Novak. And I think it's just social media. What can we do? But yeah, he did mention how he had the the injury a little bit, um, still lingering at the U.S. Open. Listen, you win some, you lose some. Um, and a, a ghost is really pleased that that team is coming back anyway. And maybe twenty twenty three is going to be his year. He played uh, he played good in in the last tournament. He was yep. not so clutch in his matches, probably. Uh, a bit uh, um, the lack of confidence in some in some moments. I remember the match uh, against Korda, uh, mm-hmm. for example, in uh, yeah. in Antwerp. Um, but yeah, I I'm happy for him that he he got back to the top 100 and that he can start the year probably being in the entry list uh, uh, for the main draw in the Australian Open. Uh, well, I think um, the signs are good, so we can uh, we can hope to to see him uh, at a high level again. 
I don't know if the same level as before. I hope so, because he's a great guy, a great player for the tour. Uh, great back and great game style, uh, great on clay, on hard. So uh, I hope to see him uh, back at the top. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, by the way, thank you to, to Gene for some of these tweets. Gene, uh, a follow on Twitter. He's in the live chat as well. Um, just some some of the emotions, pictures that we're seeing here of Novak, for example, just to, during the press day that they've had. I, I got some quotes from Vafa's press conference. I don't know if you've got any more from any of the other ones, uh, Mario. Uh, well, I, I saw that uh, uh, Daniel Medvedev has talked. Uh, he uh -huh. said uh, he's always a bit chill <laughs> in his press conferences. Um, yeah, he said that the thing that we always hear during this tournament. So he said uh, there are uh, there is no clear favorite. Uh, everyone can play good tennis. Uh, that uh, uh, probably someone can be a bit tired because it's the last tournament yeah. of the year. Uh, but uh, he there was a, a press conference with more players. So. Um, I haven't heard something uh, um, particular, uh, but yeah, I I think uh, um, Medvedev can be a, a threat for everyone in this tournament because in in Paris uh, he's he's lost uh, early, uh, but uh, I think that uh, uh, he played uh, uh, really good uh, after the American swing uh, where um, he played. Uh, low for his standards, but uh, uh, he's uh, serving good um, in his last matches, uh, and that's a great point for him. Um, I don't know. I think that the court can can suit his game very well um, because uh, can make him uh, um, a little bit more aggressive. Because I think that his his issue sometimes is that uh, um, he's too passive. Uh, in some moments of the match, uh, um, then I think that uh, the group is tough. But uh, he had some guys uh, uh, with which he find himself quite good playing against because I saw he had to add against the CC pass. But even against Djokovic, probably he prefers playing Djokovic in the round robin than Nadal. Um, yeah. So I think that he can. Probably he can he can do very very well in in his group and overall in the tournament. Yep, I agree. Um, let's have a quick look at maybe the draws. Uh, for example, we've got two groups, of course. Uh, one uh, nicely named red, and another one nicely named green. I saw some people on Twitter as well suggesting they could have been a bit more creative with that. But to be honest with you, who? cares um we've got the red group uh obviously is the tough one with city pass medvedev i'll get it up on the screen for us as well got that one with city pass uh, uh medvedev um djokovic and rublev poor old rublev there uh somewhat on the outside i would guess and and it would be very <laughs> tough for him to make it through what do you think about rublev's chances yeah uh he's he's the less favorite of the group for me but you know uh Last year he came uh, um, out of confidence. Mm -hmm. Then he got uh, a good uh, straight sets win against the Tsitsipas. Uh, 
Um, then probably he lost chance because uh, he he arrived at the deciding match uh, against Rudy wins. Uh, he won the first set, then he lost the match. Uh, well, I don't know. Um, I honestly think that yeah, it can be really tough for him. Uh, but let's see because uh, against Novak the matchup is uh, is really hard for him mm-hmm. because uh, Novak mm-hmm. covers the uh, the court very well. Um, he needs to uh, to make a lot of forehands uh, to make the points. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's, uh, who's coming? Who's going to qualify from this group? Which two players are going through? Red group. Uh, group. Well, I'd say um, I'd say Medvedev and and Djokovic. Yeah, I think that makes sense for me. I think. Listen, listen. Let's give Sitsipas some love. He was within just a couple of points of beating Djokovic recently. It's the closest he's probably ever come to beating Novak. Um, So he has. He's the third favorite. It's probably between him and Medvedev. I would argue to qualify, and he might do. Uh, I have I have a point. Uh, cool. Yeah, uh, this year in, in Paris was a bit faster than 2021, but generally uh, the court in Paris is not so so fast. Uh, last okay. year in Turin for the altitude uh, and all this stuff, um, the court was really fast, uh, and I think that Tsitsipas can struggle a little bit uh, on his backhand side against Djokovic or Medvedev. Uh, uh, so I don't know. I, I'm curious to, to see how he can adjust uh, his game to, to this, this kind of court uh, with, with altitude and, and this. Even, for example, in, uh, in Madrid. Uh, yeah, there, there's clay. Uh, but uh, mm, I don't know. Uh, for me, uh, he prefers to play on on the sea level <laughs> yeah 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 so you think that does have a, i was wondering about this this altitude situation whether whether indoors uh it still makes a difference but indoors it's still it's still noticeable whether you're in your home or whether you're playing sport on a tennis court it's still a, it's still a factor indoors the altitude yeah, uh, yeah, it's still a fact because uh, um, it's uh, it's a matter of uh, uh, like the composition of the air, uh, mm-hmm. the atmosphere. And there is air uh, indoors, I know. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, even I, w- I was talking about the Madrid tournament. Yeah, there's clay, yeah. but the court, uh, the stadium, uh, is made that tournament is is quite similar to an indoor tournament because uh, uh, they're playing in in some. In some sort of boxes, um, that stadium. So uh, indoor, outdoor. Uh, when you play at a high level, uh, like Turin, uh, we have uh, I think seven, eight hundred meters. I think uh, <laughs> I didn't check. But it's actually there... a bit less. It's, I think it's two hundred and thirty-nine. I think I've just checked on on Google. <laughs> uh, okay, but uh, yeah. Mm. I don't know. I remember last year some players, Medvedev himself, complained about the the speed of the court. <laughs> okay. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. 
This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. That's interesting. Where in, where in Italy are you located, by the way? Uh, no, sorry. Where are you based in Italy? Where, where do you live? Ah, uh, I'm near Bari, in Apulia. Uh, oh, you're in the south. Oh, you're in the you south. Are, are you are you from are you from the south as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> so nice. Sunny and um, and a bit warm for <laughs> for your standards. <laughs> yeah, definitely. How sad is it this year to have no Italians there? Obviously, Sinner uh, didn't qualify. Berrettini, I think, is he injured as well? But I don't think he would have qualified anyway. Um, yes. How 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 is that? Because last year, of course, we had Sinner and Berrettini at one point or another playing. Um, so it is a bit of a disappointment this year to have no Italians, right? Yeah, no, uh, that's a great point uh, because uh, uh, probably you uh, outside Italy <laughs> can can hear all these comments, uh, all this. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, that's been tough. For uh, for us, because uh, uh, Italian fans were uh, were very confident at the beginning of the year to to have at least one of them. Um, probably uh, Italy got um, a very good season, probably a better season than the expectations for Musetti. Uh, but uh, 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 yes, yeah, Sinner and Berrettini struggled a little bit. Sinner made some some great things this year in Grand Slams uh, in some moments, but uh, he hasn't uh, been able to uh, to being consistent uh, in uh, 250, 500 tournaments. He played uh, uh, only uh, four small tournaments throughout all year. Um, and it's it's a bit disappointing for him because, for example, uh, Rublev, Rublev made a lot of points in uh, 500 tournaments, uh, yep. Sinner had COVID, uh, had uh, uh, the knee problem. Uh, um, yeah, he. But it's it's not all a matter of luck. Uh, I hate talking about um, about luck and luck injuries. Uh, uh, I think that uh, uh, probably he hasn't shown. Uh, the same uh, uh, the same mentality um, as uh, Alcaraz or as Rune did uh, in in Paris uh, last week, which is mm-hmm. which has been uh, I I don't say surprising because uh, uh, I always heard about what Rune uh, said in his conferences in his interviews. He always said that he believe uh, he can reach these these levels. Um, a lot of people called him uh, arrogant, um, but I think that if you don't believe, if you don't say that you can make it, uh, you won't make it. So I think that uh, that it's been the difference between the two, the three uh, young guys. For example, uh, Sinner had on his racket the possibility to beat Alcaraz at US Open, but uh, I think like Alcaraz. S- still believes in himself more. Yeah. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's fair. Uh, and it's a pity that he's not going to be there. But I think Alcaraz's absence has had an impact on the tournament, at least the feel going into it. I think if we'd have had Alcaraz in the green group instead of Fritz, for example, we'd have a very different view on how this tournament is. So let's come to the green group. Uh, we've obviously got Rafa, Kasper Ruud, uh, Felix and uh, Taylor Fritz. Who are the two players for you that will emerge from that group? Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, well, Felix is in great shape lately. Uh, so, logically, I I would say that uh, he has a huge chance to make a dip, uh, to make a deep run. But uh, we have seen uh, sometimes players that uh, um, arrive there with all the hype uh, and then maybe it goes to zero three. for example I can mention Pegula at WTA finals uh, or Medvedev in his debut campaign in 2019 um, but I believe that uh, uh, Ojeda will make it and I I don't see Rafa uh, being out of in the group stage um, okay I, I don't know. I, I struggle to see him out uh, uh, during the group stage, even if I don't want to underestimate uh, Rude and Fritz. Um, sure. I, uh, because, uh, yeah, they they did great this year. Rude, uh, for example, uh, has reached the Grand Slam final on, uh, on an art court at US Open. So he proved uh, he can do very well. Probably after the US Open, uh, he struggled a bit. Uh, it's difficult, but uh, yeah, I won't underestimate Nadal. Uh, fair, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, so I think, are you suggesting that Felix and Rafa will emerge from this group? Uh, uh, I, I'll take a risk. I'll take a risk Go and on. I'll say, I'll say Nadal and Fritz. Nadal and Fritz? That yes, is a risk. I, I'll take this, uh, this risk. Fritz over Felix. That's a, a really big call, and I'm I'm impressed. We uh, listen. I'm talking tennis. We like we like risk. We like gamblers. Listen, I try and try because yeah, because when we make predictions, we always mm -hmm. make the same mistake. Uh, in sense, uh, we we always say uh, these guys are playing good tennis. These guys are the favorites, so they'll <laughs> they'll reach the the later stage, and. Tennis has surprised us so much, but even if even in Australian Open, probably no one would have thought um, that Nadal would have ended up winning the title after uh, 13 years uh, since the first time, and he did it. So, um, but I don't know a lot. A lot of time, a lot of times that, yeah, I like uh, <laughs> taking risks. <laughs> Listen, Jamie is impressed. Uh, so is Ghosty. They're saying that's a good shout. It's an interesting shout. And uh, Ghosty says he likes this guy. Yeah, we Thank like you. this. We watch tennis. We don't want to watch pushers. We want to watch people taking things on. But 
I'm the boring guy on this occasion because I am going to be predictable and go for Felix and Rafa to qualify. I don't think it'll be necessarily easy for both players. I think they could both, for example, lose one match on the way through to the semifinals. But I do have maybe the most predictable semifinal lineup. Some people might think Pass, but I have Felix and Rafa qualifying and Novak and Medvedev. And therefore, we may get, we may get a semifinal between Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic. If uh, how are the ticket sales by the way in tune? I think they're pretty good, right? I mean without the Italians they're still pretty know, good, right? I know that for example for a uh, uh, Monday Monday uh, morning session mm-hmm. um, there are 100 tickets left. Uh, and it's good for a Monday. Uh, for the final, for the final, we have 170 tickets left. So, so hurry up! <laughs> really good, really good, and that's that's excellent because obviously we've just seen in in Fort Worth really with the WTA finals where I think barely 100 tickets were sold. Sold, never mind 100 tickets left. So pretty much, it sounds like, despite the fact that there are no Italians, we're going to be close to being full for each of the sessions, which is really cool and exactly what we want uh, from this particular event. And I think we're all pretty excited. So listen, if it is a Novak-Rafa semi-final or even a final, does Rafa have any chance of beating Novak? Yeah. uh, Champions like them have always a chance for me. Uh, Obviously, uh, for for different reasons about state of state of form and about uh, uh, even the ATP finals had to add um, not had to add but the, the their history in the event uh, zero titles to five uh, so definitely Novak would be the favorite uh, but. Um, I can tell this because uh, um, with these guys, uh, um, <laughs> we always make the mistake to to believe that uh, Rafa is out of contention or the next time that Novak is out of contention. I remember, for example, Roland Garros um, in 2021, probably Nadal was the favorite and lost that match. And in 2022, probably uh, <laughs> Novak was the favorite and the opposite has happened. So, um, yeah, I think that Novak would be the clear favorite in this matchup, in this tournament. But I, I'll never say Rafa is out of contention. Sure, sure. I mean, as I say, Djokovic would be the justifiable hot favorite. Um, uh, but you never know. All of these eight players could, on any given day, if they have a really good day and the other one has a bad day, beat each other. Um, and I also, of course, as I said, I would have Felix and Medvedev. Just quickly, before we go on to sort of a prediction for the whole tournament, I would just like to explain the format a little bit. We've got two groups, four in each group, the top two qualify for the semi-finals, And that will be determined, obviously, by the way they get up against playing each other. So, for example, if you win three matches, you will be through and you will be the group winner. If you win two, probably you will qualify. But if you win two and another guy wins two, it'll be dependent on how many sets you won. So, obviously, winning in straight sets for both matches would give you an excellent chance of 
progression. And Rafa, for example, in 2019 came unstuck because he won two of his three matches, but he didn't win them comfortably. They were very, very narrow, tight wins. Uh, and of course, he lost in straight sets. So he went out despite winning two matches. Normally, two matches will be enough, though, to qualify. You win one match and you've got a risk of going out. Big risk, I would suggest. Uh, but again, you could be lucky and just be tied with another person with one match. And again, the tiebreaker uh, will be down to, to sets won and lost. And then, of course, you'll have the top person in one group play the runner-up in the other group, and the top person in one group play the runner-up in the other. So as I was suggesting, if Rafael Nadal comes runner-up in his group and Novak Djokovic wins his group, they would be meeting in the semi-final. And the way I see it, if Felix wins one group and Medvedev finishes the runner-up in the other, we could well have a Felix-Medvedev semi-final. Um, you, therefore, have Fritz. Uh, you've taken the risk. I like it. You're going to have Fritz against Medvedev. If that does occur, if, you, if I assume, hang on a second, you have Medvedev first or second in his group? Okay, I'd say, uh, I'd take another... You say Mario. Good, I, yeah, uh, I'd take another good uh, mm, prediction. I'd say Medvedev first and Djokovic second okay. and Nadal first and Fritz second. So, Got it. Got it. So let's have, therefore, we'll have Medvedev against, so hang on a second. So Rafa wins the group. Djokovic finishes second in the group. Is that right? Yeah. And Medvedev wins the group. So Medvedev plays Fritz and Rafa plays Djokovic. Yeah. Uh, then, who, who, go on. Then in my prediction, it there will be a remake of that Novak-Daniel match uh, Makes sense. in the final. Makes sense. And listen, if this all comes true, Mario, we will be calling you and finding out your lottery predictions. We'll be calling you not Mario. You'll be known as Nostradamus uh, from now on if this all ends up coming true. We will find <laughs> out, of course, in the coming eight or nine days. The action gets underway on Sunday. By the way, for my prediction, I'm going to go for uh, Novak to beat Rafa and uh, Felix to beat Medvedev. So I guess that's my little gamble. I'm going for Felix in the final against Novak. But I am going for Novak Djokovic to win. And who are you going, Novak or, or Medi in the final? Okay, I, I'll make this. Mm, I predicted that, uh, yeah, Daniel first and Djokovic second in the group stage. Uh, so probably no. It's Daniel's year. Okay. By the way, just a little. A <laughs> I, little, don't a little... I don't know why. I don't know why. I believe. That's nice. I you're believe you're gambling, him. gambling, gambling. You've got I Medvedev. In the guy. <laughs> okay. You've got Medvedev beating. Uh, you've got Medvedev beating Djokovic twice. I just want a slight correction. It, it does more or less mean the same. But if there are two players that do win two matches, for example or two players that win one match, it's all down to the head-to-head -head between those two players. Uh, and I believe maybe Rafa in 2019 was tied with Zverev, but because he lost to Zverev in his match, Zverev qualified as a result. So if two players are tied, and that could happen, if they win one or two matches, then it'll be depending on how they got on against each other. So you're going for Medvedev to win the tournament, just like he did in 2020. I'm loving the gambles. It's three gambles in a row for me. You've got Medvedev winning the group. Nice. Fritz is the big gamble as well, qualifying in a group with, with Rafa and uh, Kasparud and also, of course, um, much fancied Felix. 
And then you've got Medvedev beating uh, Novak in the final. Listen, like I say, we will be calling you and saying, what are your predictions for the lottery? Because we want to become millionaires very quickly. Um, Mario, uh, talk about talk about yeah. the vibe anyway. I mean, you remember, of course, this is the second year that Italy has held this tournament. Um, it used to be in London. I know that for us people from the UK, although I live in Germany right now, we're kind of sad to have lost it. But I imagine those Italians, especially in Torino, are, are pretty happy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty far from my home. Yes, I <laughs> <But> understand. <laughs> um, it's like one one thousand kilometers away. Uh, but yeah, we we're happy as a country. Uh, last year uh, there was like COVID situation, so sixty percent mm-hmm. of capacity, and yeah. journalists uh, only a few. Uh, were there so uh, we had uh, uh, like um, uh, an online uh, an online platform so I had a lot of access to to the conferences uh, and to to all this stuff that this year uh, unfortunately I, I won't be able to see um, <laughs> at first um, this year uh, is like the the um, I don't know. It's, it's important because uh, 100% of capacity, uh, no restrictions. So we have to to see how the event will look like uh, uh, this year. Um, for my my taste, um, I I still miss a little bit the London finals. I okay. have to be honest. I have to be 100% honest uh, because it was absolutely great. Yeah. And I I still have a lot of memories. I went to London as as a spectator when I was when I was younger, uh, young younger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, I'm young. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I think that Turin will be will be great as well um, year by year. Then we have to see if they will. Mm, sign another contract to prolong mm, after uh, after 2025. We don't okay, know. So 2025 is it? Okay. For now, it's still 2025. We're happy as a country, and we hope that maybe next year we can have uh, we can have some some players there because we have three guys in in the top 25. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? And listen, it's it's obviously helping that you're selling out. The feel and the vibe when watching on TV, at least anyway, does feel quite similar to London. The music, the colours, the atmosphere does seem to be quite similar. I think that at least last year they kind of copied the London style. Yes, I, I personally, I, I didn't like that so much. I can understand that uh, uh, maybe the RTP wants to, um, to give a look um, I don't know how to explain. Mm, like to give the same look because it's still yeah. the same tournament. Uh, yeah. So the finals have their uh, their look, the blue lights, the um, all these things. So, mm, but personally, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see this year. I'm I'm very. I can't wait to see to watch the Me match, see the atmosphere, to see the the crowd. The Italian crowd is is a. a a good crowd <laughs> to listen to mario your people. your dog is excited as well your dog is pumped for this oh, tournament too sorry <laughs> yes <laughs> it's great it adds some color listen we love dogs on talking tennis um I, i'm also aware i learned something uh, in the last year or two i didn't learn many things but i did learn this um Iga Sviantek, she loves tiramisu okay <laughs> 
And I also learned the meaning in English of tiramisu, which is to like lift me up, to cheer me up. Yes. Is the translation, right? Well, listen, yeah. Mario, London may have lost the ATP Tour Finals. Brits like me may have lost out. But Italians and Turin in particular has gained. And despite feeling a bit sad about London losing it, after this chat, Mario, you've cheered me up. You've <laughs> you've tiramisu'd me. You've tiramisu'd me. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, before we go, uh, just quickly, Sunday's schedule uh, begins uh, with Casper Ruud on the single side. Of course, we've got doubles matches as well to look forward to. I will be doing a show on the doubles uh, year as a whole, which obviously will be focused on both the WTA and the uh, ATP. I've got a couple of wonderful guests, guests for that, but that'll come up in a couple of weeks. So I will be giving some doubles tennis some love in the near future. But for now, the singles uh, gets underway on Sunday with Casper Ruud against Felix in the afternoon in here in Europe. And in the evening of the night session will be Rafa against Taylor Fritz. The Monday will be the first match, I think, is Medvedev against um, uh, his uh, compatriot, uh, ba, 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 Rublev. And yeah. then on the following, on the evening, will be uh, the Djokovic match against uh, Pass, which is going to be huge. Maybe the most interesting of the four, given yeah. how that just happened. We just saw this match a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So Medvedev against Rublev on Monday afternoon, which there's just 100 tickets left for. So make sure you get down for that if you possibly can. And then Pass Djokovic. So it's going to be very exciting. Mario, you've cheered me up. Have you got any final thoughts on the tournament and and just generally in, in any more comments that you've not uh, shared amongst us so far? Uh, no, so, sorry. Uh, I didn't no get problem, it. Mario. I, it's my it's my bad English. I, I must improve. You you remind me, by the way, I asked Nakashima a question this year uh, at a yeah. press conference and, and he was like... Um, um, and he, I, 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 it's because I, I took too long with the question. I spent like 20, 20 or 30 seconds asking the question. And I think yeah, he sort of I lost fell asleep. Point. Exactly. Sorry. And Mario, that's my bad. Listen, any final comments on the tournament? Oh, yeah. Uh, one thing I, I don't particularly like, but it's not only mm -hmm. this tournament, uh, okay. is that like we have the semifinals day. I saw the first semifinals is at 2 p.m. And the yeah. second semi-final is at 9 p.m. I can understand the TV um, rules <laughs> in, in this world, but how can the semi-finals start seven hours? Agreed. Uh, there's a seven-hour difference. I know that the final the following day is at 7 p.m., so it's quite late, but I don't like this because uh, it's the... Uh, uh, it's a hard, it's a tough tournament. Uh, it's all big matches. Uh, um, in fact, in fact, we have we have witnessed uh, all young champions in the past years. Um, so I don't like. Probably some guys play the late semifinals. They go three hours because it can happen. Um, I don't like personally. Uh, for example, what uh, what has happened with with Zverev? Uh, I don't know if anyone remembers that. Um, yeah, but I don't like to to be like uh, an old <laughs> an old man complaining about everything. It's it's only a, a particular thing that I I think they can make a little bit better. For example, yeah. seven p.m. seven p.m. for the second semi final can be good. 
I think they could also make the first one 3 p.m. And by the way, we're still giving doubles the love because you don't need five or six or seven hours to play a doubles match, especially yes. as we yes. only play two sets. And then so we could have we could have the yes. first one on at 3 p.m. because then also the people in the U.S. will start to wake up exactly. as well at six or seven in the morning so they can yeah, see that first match more comfortably. And, and the, the doubles tournament will be great as well. There are yeah. a lot of great couples. I saw... Uh, even um, Mektic, Pavic, Kokinakis, Kyrgyz, but I like so much the, the couple Glaspul, Heliovara. I like them so much. Um, okay. it, will be, it will be very fun. Um, I, I would like doubles also to have some, some spotlight more. Uh, yeah. Because they deserve it. They play good tennis. Mm. Agreed. And we will be doing so on this channel in a couple of weeks. I've got a couple of doubles uh, journalists, a couple of doubles specialists, if you like. They will be on the show in a couple of weeks and we'll be looking at doubles. And I want to try and look at all elements to the sport as much as we then can. As always, as always, we have talked, uh, talked less about Casper uh, Ruud. <laughs> we see. haven't talked about Casper Do you want to give Casper Ruud some love before we bring this to a close? Does yeah, he have any chance? Does he have I any chance? Him. I like him yeah. so much as a as a as a character on tour, uh, because he can be also a little bit. Uh, um, I don't know if I if I say good in English. If I say oh out auto ironic uh, <laughs> in Italy, yeah, we yeah. say in uh, yeah he can make joke jokes by oh, himself. Oh, see, yeah, make a joke about themselves. Yeah, he can yeah. laugh at himself. I, yeah. I get it. Um, yeah. and I uh, I think that. He can play good tennis against the, the great guys because uh, um, he he knows how to stay calm, how to stay focused point by point. And I was I've been a little bit surprised uh, this year because probably he played better in in big occasion, in big uh, in big tournaments against mm -hmm. big players, uh, and probably he 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 did a bit less in small events, <laughs> uh, at least lately. Um, but yeah, it's second second straight qualifications uh, for him. Last year, he got to the semi-final. Mm, so so I'm, I'm happy for him <laughs> and happy yeah. to, see, to see him here uh, battling out there against the, the great guys. And Mario, we were very happy to have you on for this special show with just a couple of days, less than 48 hours to go. You have pumped some tiramisu into our veins and uh, we are excited as a result for this tournament. Let's see uh, how your Fritz uh, semi-final prediction pans out. Let's see how your uh, Daniel Medvedev um, winning the tournament pans out. Let's see. I mean, listen, you've taken a risk and we like that here on Talking Tennis. Mario, I just want to give you a big Thank you uh, for coming on board today. I hope we have you on again soon. Maybe sometime after the tournament. Uh, maybe we yeah. can have a little chat again sometime in the, in a couple of weeks from now. Thank you for having me. And I'm I'm very glad to to have had this, this opportunity to be here speaking about tennis with you. Great, Mario. And you'll be doing so again very soon. Thanks very much. And to the rest of the tennis world, thanks for stopping by. Social Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.